0: Did All this right. uh, start recording?
1: Yeah.
0: In five, four, three, two,
1: one. <laughs> and we're
0: live. There we go. Are we recording?
1: I think so. <laughs> we're back for another episode of the Dude Cast. I'm Nick. I'm JD. And here's the pre roll. <laughs> right on. So got another, uh, another cool episode today. I hope so. I think so. I think it'll be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, we were talking a little bit about, uh, about what we were going to talk about. And I, I, th- I think it's a fun topic. Um, you know, making money. Yeah. You know, obviously everybody's got a job. You got to make money somehow, but.
0: Yeah. It's all, it's all about the hustle.
1: It is all about the hustle. And, you know, I think probably, you know, if you're into social media or, or, or new media at all, the, the, the big name that everybody knows is Gary V. Yeah. You know, and, and I love, I love the fact that he's so motivational and so positive and so giving of his ideas to other people. And I think it's really cool. Um, But one of the things that he talks about is, is is hustling, making money. Like if your nine to five ain't cutting it a, I think the, the obvious thing is go get another nine to five. Yeah it's not always that simple for people because sometimes you're going to be trapped. Right. Yeah. Um, whether it's mortgage payments or, or just like where you live or you don't have a car, so you need to have a job that's really close, you know, these sorts of things. Okay. So nine to five is impossible.
0: What else? Right. Right. I, I mean, he talks a lot about side hustle. I mean, I, I like Gary Vee, and I, and I talk about Gary Vee a fair bit, I would say, on on, on my daily. Yep. Uh, you know, it's in, in fact, I think I probably ripped off the daily from the Gary Vee sure. thing. Because I think he's got the daily as well. I yeah. don't know. Probably subconsciously I did that. But, you know, it's funny because I, I think... Gary Vee, you know, there's a couple things. I mean, what he talks about, a lot of it is very, very relevant, mm. but I think a lot of times too, that, you know, he's a little bit out of touch with balance sometimes. Sure. Sometimes it's kind of my biggest criticism of Gary Vee, yeah. but generally speaking, I don't think he is very wrong in what he's saying is that if you want to go make money, there is an infinite ways to make money. Absolutely. You just have to work. Yeah. And I think really, ultimately, at the end of the day, that's what he's preaching. I don't think there's anything terribly complicated about no. what he's preaching as well, no. is that it's like, you have to put in the time, you have to work. It's yep. not necessarily easy, but you have to work. And I think yep. a lot of you know uh, people want or live this dream of passive income, right? where it's just like, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to do nothing and I'm going to get paid money and it's all going to be good. And I mean, yeah. that's how people, I think, get sucked into you know the pyramid schemes yep, multi-level marketing you know the the amcos of the world yeah. or if they if they even still exist and they do they, they do and
1: it's a huge business it's a huge yeah. it's a
0: huge huge
1: portion of the economy like we're talking billions yeah but you know the funny thing about that is really it's only that company that's making passive income right <laughs> right selling products to people that want to make passive income yeah
0: yeah but I mean But somebody's got to do the work, right? Yeah, I well mean, that's
1: it. I think passive income is a myth. There is yeah. no such thing as passive income. You have to work for it. Even if you get to the point where you are a, a, a magnet, a mogul, you know, you look at your Jim Tri Livings from Boston Pizza yeah. slash Mr. Lube, you know, his money that passively comes in, he pays people to manage his portfolios, yeah. to manage his companies. I to guarantee that he still works. And he still time. works, guaranteed.
0: You know, yes. Yeah. He's still putting in you have to love doing the work and and guys like Gary V definitely love love to work but I mean he's got some interesting stuff going on I don't know how how closely you follow him uh you know it's it's interesting because he's he's all about the side hustle now yeah he's talking about the side hustle what's the side hustle getting
1: back to the your nine-to-five not cutting it or maybe you don't even have a nine-to-five how do you do a side hustle make money for you and your family trying to do something. So socially. he has been
0: huge on garage sales, believe it or not. Yeah. Gary V has been going out all throughout sort of New York area. Yeah. And going to garage sales and buying stuff and flipping it. Yeah. Um, you know, he talks about it. He talks about, you know, he was doing the hashtag flip life. Right. Uh, which funny, I had a retweet from his early on. Okay. Uh, on his social media, which blew up my social media account, which was insane. It Kinda just cool. shows you how, much influence a guy like that has and how much people are following him Um, because I use the hashtag flip life and, uh, you know, I just kind of mentioned him like, hey, you know, like this is what I did. Right. Uh, You know, went to Singapore doing my film. I need some extra cash. I had some stuff laying around. So I flipped uh, those little funko pops.
1: right the little little plastic guys right Right? so i had
0: three of those kicking around i had no idea what they were worth yeah uh talking to some people they're like hey check out this and these three little funko pops that i paid 30 bucks for were actually worth about 1500 bucks nice um actually they're worth a bit more but i sold them for 1500 bucks right uh used ebay all that kind of stuff and i mean that again that was just a a nice injection of cash you know as a side Uh, To do that, and, you know, started doing some other little flipping things as well. But the big thing that Gary Vee's into now is he calls it mug life. You know, the thug life thing where the sunglasses come down. Mug life because you can go to any garage sale and you can buy a coffee mug. For twenty-five cents, fifty cents, that people are selling. You know, a sure. lot of times people go and they travel and they go to wherever they go to this casino. They buy a coffee mug. They buy, you know, an Arizona State coffee mug. They've got right. some coffee mug associated with you know some celebrity or something along those lines. People eventually get rid of that stuff. Sure, cycles through. But there's always people that still like that. You know? Right. It doesn't matter. You know, if you're an Arizona State fan. You know, you may be done with that coffee mug here, but there are Arizona State fans that, like, want that coffee right. mug. So they're buying them for $0. $0.25, $0.50, selling them for about anywhere from 10 to $15 U.S. on really? eBay. Wow. And uh, he himself is making a few thousand dollars. Gary V., who doesn't probably need to make that right. money, just to prove a point, like, hey, yeah. guys, like, if you want to make, you know, an extra you know he's talking about a hundred thousand a year he figures he can make a hundred thousand dollars a year selling Flippin'. coffee mugs yeah that he buys at garage wow, sales. that's crazy you know
1: but yeah it's a great point right buy low sell high yeah. something that people like collectors yeah. um, whether it's you know people just need a mug sure there's gonna be that that component yeah. to it as well but like you said Arizona State or yeah. uh, you know Terminator or whatever happens to be like a collector type yeah. mug Maybe they had one already and it broke and
0: now they need another one. Yeah. Ka-ching. But again, you know, a lot of people, that, that's it on the simple level, right? You buy it for 25 cents, you sell it for 15, sure. you make it money. That's easy. I don't do any work. Yeah. That's the misconception. Right. Because it is a lot of work, actually. It, it is a lot of work. You've got to drive around. You've got yep. to go to these garage sales. You got to find them. You got to photograph them. You got to list them. You got to get those listings out there. Yep. You got to do all these things. That takes time. That takes money. And that takes effort. Yeah. And you well, know, that's the big one. And that's where people fail. Is, right. Is where the effort. Like I mean, you can do all sorts of things, right? Yeah. Um. You know, it's how much effort you put in and how much you try to do it. I right. Mean, it's well, know, I've
1: been doing this for years, and it's funny because you know, again. There, there really is nothing new. You know, everything that you can possibly think to do now has already been done, already been tried. Um, but I've been garage sailing for years, you know, used to be like in university. I didn't put myself through university doing it, but it definitely helped. It gave me drinking money, both basically is what it was. Um, but I'd go to garage sales and I'd buy, stupid stuff like i'd you know i'd find uh sure cool mugs or i'd find collector plates or collector whatever else and this is back in the day when ebay only charged like a dollar for the yeah. listing fee and then that was it they didn't take a percentage of the uh, of the final sale yeah. or maybe they did but it was capped I, yeah. I, but it, w- it used to be really really good but yeah i'd buy and sell stuff all the time i didn't really do it local um but it was all ebay and i and then i i moved into larger items cuz i'm a musician i knew guitars yeah. really well and at that time the US dollar was like killing the Canadian dollar. Yeah. So I'd go to Long on McQuaid, I'd buy a guitar for like five, six hundred bucks, listed on eBay for five, six hundred bucks American. Yeah. Which was a steal by theirs. Um, and it was auctioned, so it would usually go up a little bit higher. So I'd make profit on the on the initial sale, buy and sell plus profit on the exchange. Right. I was laughing. Yeah. You'd probably do that now. And you could still do it, yeah, because our dollar is very similar now. Although I was. will
0: say that the control between pricing between U.S. and Canada Has gotten a and international is a lot tighter than yeah. it used to be. So,
1: Well, and with guitars specifically, there's now all sorts of CITES uh, treaties with uh, importing and exportation of yeah. woods. So like fingerboards and things like that, if it's ebony or if it's rosewood, right. can't go across the border without a shit ton of paperwork. So it, it's kind of less profitable than it because you have to pay for the application fee and for the certificate for it to go right so a lot more work for maybe not quite as much bang, right um but still totally possible yeah but you still Um, got
0: coffee mugs if you yeah
1: (laughs) or watches (laughs) yeah you know or used rings or whatever what other what other kind of hustles you got going on or have you have you seen over the years
0: um me i always kind of hustled just doing work i mean you know it's I, I, am multifaceted. So, I mean, my, my businesses and what I do, I mean, obviously I'm a photographer, I'm a videographer, so I have those things going. Then right. I also have, you know, I, I'm an airbrush artist, so, right. you know, painted helmets for the Olympics, all those kind of things. So those, those, those are what I consider sides. They're my businesses, but they're sides as well. I kind of take on stuff as I need be. Tattooing sure. as well. I can yep. go, I mean... I'm retired from tattooing now, but for me, in reality, if I want to go hustle and make money, I just say, okay, I'm going to go work for two weeks. I'll do a guest appearance somewhere, you know, charge 150 bucks an hour, work 40 hours a week. And there's, there's go. my side cash. Right. Nice. So, I mean, you know, for me, it's a skill-based right. side hustle.
1: I, w- I would wager everybody has some sort of skill that Absolutely. they could monetize like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. You know, yeah. it's not just the buying and the selling yeah. and the flipping. Interestingly enough, because I have a truck. Um, and I don't do it as much as I could or maybe should, but I actually cruise like Kijiji and Craigslist for like free throwaway crap. Yeah. And I'll go pick it up from people because you have to pay to take things to the dump. Yeah. But I'll go and pick it up and then I'll list it and sell it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff you can get for, you can't get any cheaper than free. Yeah. Yeah you know yeah. and i mean I'd, i'm not i'm not picking up like used piss stained mattresses but no like, no you know. and
0: i mean i'm sure there's a hundred of those on. but you know it. like baby like
1: baby items yeah you know and i look at it as as kind of like a service for maybe young families that don't have a lot of money yeah. if i can find a good quality like crib or a good quality um uh like high chair or something that somebody's giving away for free i can grab that and i can make a little bit of money yeah. i'm not talking obscene i'm talking like yeah. 10 bucks 15 bucks a-
0: you know? a- and the irony in in a lot of that is is a lot of people that are looking for things to pick up for free there's a lot of people that just throwaway stuff because they just they just don't want to be bothered with selling it or taking the time and really there's that there's a lot of money that can be made i mean even the garage sale is the easy out for sure because you kind of go there and people will come and they'll be like, oh, I don't give you a dollar, you know, and then same thing, you can flip it, you can throw it on Kijiji, list it for 10, you can probably have it out the door, but you have to take the time and the effort again, yeah. you know, you kind of hammering that home and it takes time and it takes effort, right. you know, uh, but you can definitely make money and make it worth your while. For you know, sure. In the sense, like a listing doesn't take that long. It nope. might take you a little bit to meet people, but if you develop a system, you know, a lot of yeah, these you people. bang it out pretty quick. You know, it's like these guys that do storage lockers, you know? Yeah. It's same yeah. thing. They're just going there. They'll buy whatever because they know they can sell it. Yeah. You know?
1: There's going to be something in there worth a you know a, a good buck, yeah, and then a bunch of stuff that's like, man, eh, you know, here's a little bit, here's a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but those bit.
0: guys, I guarantee you, you know, it's if you watch a program like Storage Wars, oh yeah. you know, they they it's would have TV. you they would have you believe that every locker you find some magical kind of item, and that's kind of it. I mean, every right. once in a while somebody goes bust or whatever, but generally speaking, there's something cool in there. But really the the story in there is that, you know, when they pull out mountains of boxes and it's like, yeah, we've got like 10,000, you know, uh, wooden spoons that you know somebody you know had a wooden spoon store or something along the lines right yeah even you know selling those at a dollar each they're making money yeah oh right and they're making you know a good chunk of money and that's Mm -hmm. it they're just kind of recycling goods and i mean you know it's a it's a good process too because it stops a lot of stuff from ending up in landfills yeah which
1: is which is huge environmentally friendly and all that environmentally friendly you know (laughs) well no but i mean you know again like skills based like if 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 there's nothing else like so for me it would be easy i could do like Uh, guitar lessons for example you know although that is very time intensive um, but you can make good money because I can I can charge a premium for that skill but you know even if it's just your time and your effort in terms of like it sounds funny but knock on your neighbor's doors right like if you're really hard up for cash who needs an eavesdrop cleaning who needs a sidewalk shoveling who needs you know 10 15 bucks 20 bucks 30 bucks whatever to do a little bit of manual labor goes yeah. you know can go a long way like that'll that'll feed you for a couple days you yeah. know if 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 nothing else yeah you know um other other fun side hustles i remember back in the day um so my family's got a a, a cottage in northern ontario and part of the cottage country and kind of just across the lake there's lots of americans that also yeah. come and uh um uh camp out and have cottages and whatever else and the big thing of course during the days when it's sunny and warm you take your boat you go out and you 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 swim or you you water ski or whatever else we had this this place kind of around the bay there was a big rock everybody would kind of go and park their boats and you get up you swim out to the little rock climb up the rock jump Jump off the rock and whatever else so me and my buddies we used to take my boat like a little aluminum like 12 footer right yeah and we'd go, and of course, we weren't old enough to buy booze, but we'd buy pop, we'd buy chips, we'd buy um, you know, uh, sandwiches and things, yeah. put them in a cooler, drive out, and we'd just pop, chips, sandwiches, yeah. you know, a, a, buck, a, a pop was two bucks, and uh, you know, a sandwich was $3, and uh, you know, whatever else we had. But we made tons of money, and you, you could do it like day in, day out, because yeah. there, was, there was that, that uh, resource that was there. Yeah, but it was the it was the time it was the effort to actually do it. But we had yeah. a great fun and
0: I had you know. a buddy that used to go uh, when he was in high school, and uh, he probably would have done it in university too. He used to go and drive to Little Caesars and he'd buy those five dollar pepperoni pizzas. Oh yeah, and then he would go back and he would sell them for two dollars a slice. Nice. So he'd make sixteen dollars on a five dollar pizza. Yep. So he'd make eleven dollars to the dorm, profit. right? wherever right just he'd just wherever. be like you know he'd go at lunchtime especially in high school um, mm. eventually i think they shut him oh, down you there said
1: university but yeah, yeah i get you high school
0: yeah i think in high school they eventually shut him down but he would go and he would just buy a stack of that and then essentially he would go to the cafeteria and then they you know he would sell them and it's funny because they shut him down and i think it's kind of weird that's kind of a weird lesson too is that you know they shut him down because he was competing with the cafeteria right which I think is kind of the wrong message. I, I think if you were an educator, I would say, this kid knows, he's, he's, he's in business, he's doing these things. We should yeah. promote that. Maybe we should make it something a little more where maybe, you know, it's a, a club and a portion goes to this sure. or whatever, rather than him make straight profit right. or whatever the case may be. But I would want to encourage that yeah, well versus, it, it you would, know, kind of saying, you can't do this. Yeah, it would be
1: like a teachable moment. Yeah. You know, in so much as not, you can't do this, but you can do this. Yeah. But here's the process that we need you to go through yeah. to do it, right? Yeah. You need to go through the proper channels. And a lot of that, I think, is an important lesson, especially when you're young, to kind of learn how yeah. to do things. But
0: and, and I think when he got shut down, he, 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 he it was a teachable moment for him. He got shut down. He didn't like it, so he moved it to the parking lot. It just, you know. <laughs> Fair? Okay. You know, it just, uh, it's because he had the car. He had access in... And that's, that's what he did. And he made a good chunk of money doing that. So, right. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting how you can do those things. I mean, if, if you, if you could do that and do that at the Calgary Stampede, do it somewhere where you could set up, you know, yeah. you would, you'd probably make a killing walking in. Yeah, because, you, could, you, know, you could
1: make a lot of money at this Calgary Stampede. But again, you know, something like that, you've got such a huge, um, you know, it's an economic boon to the Calgary yeah uh to the calgary economy it's such a huge business yeah that they're gonna crack down pretty hard on people that are doing stuff like that i'm not, not saying right the, on the grounds, no but
0: like close to but it but there there is a perimeter where it won't happen there is a perimeter where it will where it but could, i think yeah, the, the spread is you know yeah you know quite quite good i mean a lot of the food trucks in calgary will actually yep. get on the grounds because they can make a fortune there sure but, um, if you're one of those guys that don't right you could knowing where people whatever. park yep you know, and knowing where people walk and, yeah. you know, dropping your prices a little bit maybe in comparison yeah. to the grounds, so you can obviously create an Well, yeah, because they charge so much. Oh, for, it's huge, huge I mean, money. like
1: what's a lemonade, 10 bucks, 12 bucks, I think, last year? Oh, God, no, or I hope not. Maybe, well, <laughs> no, it was it was crazy expensive. Yeah. I remember I was like, like, two years ago, it was eight bucks. Why is it, I think it was $12. Yeah. They were charging for, you know, like whatever, half liter, five, right. 500 mils of lemonade or whatever. But I'm like. You are aware that lemonade is like cents yeah. per glass at anywhere else, yeah. right? I'm like, what? But that's that's
0: because they put crack in there.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's good. <laughs> it's good that fresh squeezed <laughs> lemon with that sugar and everything. Um, but yeah, the so the high the side hustle. I think in like you said. I mean, it, it's time, it's effort, it's realizing what resources or skills that you've got right. and sort of applying them in a creative way. You know, as much as okay, it's illegal and I don't like the practice at all. But you look at scalpers. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing, right? It's it's hustling to make some money. It's buying something that you know people want and selling it yeah. at a profit. You know, the legality of it aside, it's the same yeah. kind of thing.
0: You see that a lot. A, a lot of that coming in, especially you know, with new items, electronic items. Uh, you know, with like phones for example oh yeah yeah know, yeah it's maybe not so much as it used to be but you know things that come in and they have limited quali- quantities and people right. know that a lot of people want them yep. you know things like when the mini nintendo came oh out, yeah you know people were going and buying them you know yeah, um, as many as my, they my could get brother hands my on. brother's <laughs> done that in the past he'll buy a system he wants it but you know at times it's like you know am i going to you know am I going to play this enough? And you know, right. if somebody wants this enough and they're going to pay me 200 bucks, what I paid a hundred for, is it worth it for me to keep it? Or can I buy it later? So, I mean, there's people that do that with electronics. Tickle mm-hmm. me Elmo was another yeah. huge one. You know, if things blow up, that will definitely happen. You see it all the time. I think a lot of times around Christmas with children's toys, people will go and they will scout out the Walmarts and they'll buy up, you know, whatever Hatchimals or whatever the popular, what, yeah, thing whatever is. The popular one is that year. And, and just throw them out there so i mean there's definitely that as well but mm. i mean obviously you know with electronic stuff you're talking about you know bigger bigger purchases i mean even with me with cameras i know a lot of people uh i picked up a sony a73 i pre-ordered it uh there's no stock like you still can't walk into a store and buy one of these wow. things it's it's, it's been crazy. almost a year right like six, I, I know, eight months. Maybe it's it's been a while i just yeah. it goes to show you how popular a camera i was looking in asia uh, they had no supply either wow. uh, and their, their tax is a bit different. So they tend to be a little bit cheaper, right. especially in places like Malaysia. Yep. But uh, if I, I would have probably brought it back and I mean, it obviously would have been gray market, but there you go. Sure. Yeah. And, and then there's other things too. Like, I mean, uh, you know, since we were talking about Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, he, one of his pet companies is K-Swiss. Um, okay. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you've got the big heavy hitters, you've got Nike, you've got, uh, you know, Adidas, you have all these big companies yep. and K-Swiss is kind of like, it was never cool. Right. You know, I don't think, I, I don't funny. think I, I ever it, heard. I,
1: th- I thought it was like back in the nineties. I thought yeah. K-Swiss for a little while, like for it, the it Toronto, might New York set yeah. was like kind of like.
0: It might have been right, okay. but it was never kind of that dominant thing. So, right. I mean, Gary V breathed a little life into there, and one of the the deals that he has with K Swiss is that he he puts out his own shoe wear. Oh, okay. So he has his you know his shoes, and he'll have like you know some Gary V saying on the soles and all that kind of stuff, right. and they're all that. So I picked up a set of Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, K Swiss on Black Friday for a whopping, and you know if the guy that bought these shoes happens to see this, <laughs> you had to know it was gonna happen. Right? right. Yeah, um, exactly. So I bought them for ninety eight bucks Canadian, okay. well, wow. shipped to me. Yep. I sold them for two hundred dollars U S. Wow. And they're going out as soon as I they, i haven't even arrived. They're arriving in the next few days, and they'll yep. be going out. So. A good flip, yeah, no um, kidding. You know, it's basically double, and I just I kind of did it for the the funny of it, right? Right? Because I thought, you know, here's for me. It was a social media moment. It's like if I can flip your shoes and make a profit, Gary B, yep. You know, I can tweet that at you, and hopefully you see Maybe the get humor a, in it. Because yeah. to me, it's it was a humorous kind of kind of mm-hmm. thing, right? So wow, that's you know. funny. But it was one of those things. It's like, ah, do I really want to? You know, because I I bought them because I'm like, you know, whatever. I I don't usually buy shoes like that, but you know, they were cheap, 98 bucks. Sure. Yeah. It's normal price for a pair of runners. I think normally they're $150 us. Okay. So they were, so yeah, uh, it's a good deal. Yeah. It was a good deal to begin with. And then people wanted them because they're out of circulation and this place just happened to have them was blowing them out because obviously they didn't market them right. For sure. Yeah. For whatever reason. So yeah, there you go. My Gary Vaynerchuk shoe flip story.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's cool. I think that's awesome. You know, the other thing I'm, I'm curious about and I hear, i've even i've even thought about this myself sometimes and i'm like you know like the flip economy or the mug life or or you know that kind of stuff i'm like wow you know in canada we can't really do it because we don't have the same amount of people like you can't go to the as many garage sales and you can't go to as many pawn shops and get as much cool stuff do you think do you think that's an actual valid argument i mean obviously you've just proved it's not
0: no i i think if you know as long as you know which, which space you're occupying, I mean, right. you know, uh, you have those. I can't remember the name of the show, but they're they're from Calgary, the Cowboy guys. They go out. Oh yeah, uh,
1: pickers, Canadian pickers, Canadian
0: pickers. Yep. They they made, they've made their living doing that. Yep. There there is definitely if you know what you're looking for and you know, you know, I think that these guys are a bit different than let's say the you know Storage War kind of guys. They're going out. They know what what they have they know right. who comes to them and they right. know what they want yeah right and they know what they'll pay right so already they're ahead of the game you know are so going to you know out. your buyer yeah so they're going out it's like hey i'm going i want to buy those old oil filter canisters because guys buy them right yep. i'll For buy whatever them. reason yeah and, and they buy them <clears throat> and and they flip them and i mean you know the signage and all those kind of things you know they know their market it's it's knowing your market right right and it's knowing you know you know what's what's good to buy and what's you know it's like and it's a good time to get in or out Right. As well. Right. Especially if, if we're talking about collectibles for a minute, and I mean, I do a lot of collectible stuff. I mean, you guys can't see it on the camera here, but I've got skateboards all over the walls. I've got all sorts of, you know, figures and star Wars helmets and all sorts of crap that I've accumulated over the years. Um, you know, mainly because I'm an artist and I, and I like to be inspired by other great artwork and I consider it all, even though consumables artwork, um, but at the end of the day is knowing what's good to be into and, and what to flip, right? Right. I mean, you know, Beanie Babies is a good example of stuff that were worth millions and millions of dollars for at one sure. point and now are probably, I don't think anybody pays for them. There'll be people, don't get me wrong. Yep. I want to get a bunch of Beanie Baby hate, but you know, compared to what they <laughs> used to be. Yeah. The market's know, just not there anymore. Just market's not there. And, and I mean, my example of the Funko Pops earlier with the, the breakfast cereal guys is, you got to pick the right time. Sometimes it's lucky, you know. Right. With the Beckford cereal guys, I'll, I'll, I'll admit that was lucky because Funko, in the last couple of weeks, just re-released those figurines. Oh, so like anything, you know, when it's plastic and it's made of a mold, you know, and they put so many out, yep. and it's that they are also monitoring those things and going, this is popular still, right? and we can put those out so they and we we'll sell them. So they did a re-release. Yeah. So you know the value of those original ones. Okay, maybe they'll be worth, you know, a little bit less. They right. might go higher. Some people were saying, why didn't you stick around? And I'm like, I don't want to... You know, to me at ten dollars, they're great. I like them in my office; is great. Yeah. You know, if they're worth fifty dollars each, I probably would have kept them. Yeah. But at fifteen hundred bucks, there's no way. Well, there's they're no sticking way, yeah. around. It's just not worth that to me. Well, and the cool thing I think but about that. But they're worth that to somebody. So right?
1: well, that's it, right? Anything. It doesn't matter what it is. It's going to be worth what somebody's willing to pay. Yeah. And I think even if let let's say so for the laziest amongst us, right if you don't have the time and effort to actually go out to yard sales, to go to pawn shops, to go to go know, through your farm own stuff, go through your own stuff. This is what my point, I bet you at your home right now, if you were to go through your junk closet, your kitchen, your basement, people are going to find a couple hundred bucks worth of stuff that they didn't even know that they had anymore that they could sell Yeah, for a couple hundred bucks yeah. or maybe a thousand or more or whatever. Yeah, But I mean, you know, it's again, it's that process of, if, of, um, you figuring out your your market, figure out yeah. your audience. If you if you think that there's something there, it takes no effort to just, oh look, I've got this thing lying around that I'm not using anymore. Yeah. List it. Boom, done. And it's so easy of course now with like Facebook Marketplace was really cool. Yeah. Kijiji has a great app. You can take photos and list right on your phone. Um there was another one. Do you remember It was, I think it was called like Flip Me or Flip It or something like that. There's been a couple of them over the years that have tried to like take over the Kijiji space or like the Craigslist space. Yeah. Um, But it's so easy now.
0: Well, it's completely easy. I mean, you know, I I know you quit Facebook. We talked about in uh, in the first episode. But, I mean, even then they have a marketplace built in. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... Take a photograph. List it if somebody shows up. Great, yeah. you know that's.
1: Well, and it's funny too because I've been bugging my wife. She's got all this old photography equipment yeah. that um, she inherited from her uncle a couple of years ago, yeah. and like it's good quality stuff, like from the late '70s, early '80s. Yeah. So it's vintage 35 millimeter film camera yeah. and lenses. Equipment and she's got like I did a price list for her, I think she's we've got about I think it's about three thousand dollars worth yep. of like antique antiquities um, yeah. antique type film equipment but people are willing to buy it yeah and you know I've been bugging her like hey get that list people get will it still use it and people will still well that's it it's in working condition it's yeah. not like it's garbage yeah um so there's that dual thing yeah. it's like people that want to use film camera and then people that want to collect yeah um. But yeah, I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go home. I'm going to list that stuff on eBay. There you, there you go. <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, it's I mean, literally it is that simple. I mean, you know, and you know, you don't have to necessarily go out and do garage sales. I mean, if you have family and friends and mm. you know, like, you know, they're doing a spring cleaning or whatever, and they're throwing out a bunch yeah. of stuff. It's like, okay, I'll just take that box and I've nothing you- wrong with going through that. If they were going to throw it out anyways and go through exactly. and find some stuff, you know, absolutely, you know, do that. You know, another interesting story. I have a friend that does garage sales as well. Right. And he knows I like skateboards. Mm. Um, and he was going around and he found uh, a skateboard. He got it for me. He paid, I think it was a dollar for it. Nice. Uh, he gave it to me. I. I actually gave it back to him oh. um, because when he gave it to me, he's like, here, this is for you, man. I'm like, I appreciate this. Like I saw what it was. I'm like, I appreciate that, but I can't take this from you. Right. Right. I said, what did you pay for? He's like, I paid a dollar. I said, you know, I said that person obviously didn't know what it's worth. You obviously don't know what it's worth. I said, but that skate itself, because it was a whole, an old Hobie, uh, sidewalk surfer is worth about a thousand bucks. Wow. Really? So I'm just like, you know what? I can't in good faith take this from you. Like I appreciate it. Like right. I would just turn around and do that. So this is what it's worth. And this, you know, Hey, he's nice enough. He's like, if I, if I sell it, he's still got it. Right. And right. I think he kind of keeps it now because now it's cool because it's worth something. And right. yeah, that's the other thing is a lot of people, you know, sometimes get stuck in that trap. It's worth something. It's going to be worth more, you know? Right. Like I said, if you pay a dollar and it's worth a thousand, it's it's time to get rid of it. Yeah. It might be worth ten thousand in twenty years, but you know, in reality, like Yeah, but it might it not could be it might not be, right? You know? Yeah. Again. And,
1: you know, you're talking about the garage sales friends family. You know, Auntie Mildred might even be willing to give you a, a ten or twenty or a fifty to help clean her out of her act. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like so you get you get the, the, the bonus of helping her clean out her stuff and then turning around and selling some of the good yeah. stuff sure you probably got to make a run to the dump or whatever because there's yeah. going to be a bunch of crap but
0: you know why yeah. not and you'd probably be an awesome dude and buy aunt mildred you know dinner and stuff like that yeah so, that kind of know. thing everybody wins yeah you know it's all it's, there's always something or you could start a podcast and take over the world yeah, <laughs> yeah. there you go <laughs> right <laughs> but that's all we have time that for. that is all the time week? for
1: today yeah absolutely yeah. well this has been another episode of the dude cast i've been nick and i'm jd And we'll uh, see you again soon. All right. See ya.